Hey, welcome back to Blockcast. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. And I'm Mark, the founder and CEO of Blockhead. Uh, this is Tim, uh, managing editor at Blockhead. Tim, don't pay say. I mean, it's like the 10th right. one already. <laughs> <laughs> openly guys the managing editor of Blockhead okay but yeah, yeah man, we it's, a big, are, it's a big deal you know yeah yeah uh, <laughs> wait wait Mark that one that one I can say you cannot say <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's like you're fanning your own team you know you cannot, I, I don't know if you know this but you know Tim is kind of a big deal mm-hmm. tell us tell us Tim I know previously you worked in another place like there's um, much no bigger I mean it, it was in a different it was in a different space it was uh, um, it was Fin, fin News uh, what about Finn News? Why, why, why you give up covering Finn News? What were you covering? I mean, I know uh, your backstory. I thought it was quite cool. Uh. Yeah, but uh, just got a bit bored, I guess. And then uh, Mark, Mark's an old friend. So. Well, look, put it this way, man. You know, he spent some time in Moscow. And then I think he traveled, you know, Central Asia. And then, you know, apparently he went to Syria for a while. And then like um, the word around is that, you know, he's probably a spy. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. That's, speaks, why, that's why he has Russian, such strong... Chinese, <laughs> you know, in English. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, about it. Tim, you speak Chinese too? Yeah, yeah, I had to, right? I went to school oh, here. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, so I, like, I feel like, like that's, a, yeah. that's a social topic to be uncovered at another time. Definitely a spy, yes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a spy. Guy was in Moscow, so that is damn cool. Yeah, so actually, why you give up? Uh? Why you give up mainstream finance or like TradFi and, and join this space? I mean, like I said, I've known Mark for a while and uh, always wanted to do something together. So, you know, got bored during the pandemic. Um, yeah, thought it was the right time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, back then, okay. you know, it was the it was a bull market for crypto as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On hindsight, maybe some hey, regrets, watch. but, <laughs> but hey, no, we're in it already. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Okay, we'll continue to discover uh, personalities on set as you go along. Uh, as you join us every week, we'll reveal a little bit about our history. Okay, so yeah, uh, we have a lot of stories today and uh, I think some of the biggest stories are in the space of macro. So I'm going to bring you through the very first story. And the first story is Fed announces a reduction in terms of their interest rate rise. Okay, so that, not that they reduce their interest rates, but they're going to slow down their increase. Okay, so in other words, they have announced Announced interest rates will be increased by 0.25%, which, uh, you know, all the analysts like to say 25 basis points, okay, uh, which I get it lah, because 0.25% or 5% is not technically 5.25%, okay, but anyway, anyway, okay, that, that, that's just being dumb. Um, so in other words, it's going to go from 4.5% to 4.75%, okay, so it is what it is, there's a slowdown in this increase and Powell, which is the Fed chairman, has come up to say that, okay, it looks like inflation has been a little bit more control you know um, goods sector is not as wild and uh, but it has still a long way to go so I don't really know what does a long way to go mean and I know a lot of uh, market watchers will always look into all these fine lines you know what is a long way to go blah 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 right but the base idea okay all the narrative aside the base idea here is they slow down their increase and when there's a slow down increase there tend to be a little bit more market movement uh, a lot of market participants will be a bit more excited lah, right because in other words your cost of credit is no longer growing as fast so usually you see money flowing back into some of the high growth sectors or more speculative sectors and i will comfortably say uh, bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are in this space right yeah for sure i think maybe we should also kind of like you know consider what is like the fed's inflation target right personally for me i feel like this conversation really is all about instilling confidence in the fed right whether the market believes and that you know like believes that the fed has, has enough credibility 
to actually pull this off. And I feel that like maintaining a 2% inflation target, it's frankly unrealistic. Mm. You know, in, in my opinion, I said, obviously it's nice to have that, you know, but I think that they can manage the narrative and the conversation a bit better if like, okay, look, we shoot for Mars and we land on the moon, that's fine, right? So if we get inflation down to say about 4-ish percent, you know, I, I think that that feels a bit more realistic or like, you know, like where I think, you know, we can see a bit more stability in the front, right? But I mean, mm. like, they've gone on to say like, you know, like we, we are going to get it back to 2% and then that, that is one thing and then that creates a lot of questions, right? Because, you know, like they, they, now they're slowing it down and then hence the question of like, how long is it actually going to take before they reach their target? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're yeah. going to bid for the GP's contract for MAS. You know? Hmm? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a GP's contract for MAS social no, media I mean, management. Like, I mean, going up. And, and it is me like, you know, like, look, like, just playing armchair economist here, right? Mm, I mean, I sit mm, on my freaking mm. chair and then I hear like, you know, things like, you know, like I watch CNBC and I see this freaking Jerome Powell come out still talking about his freaking 2% kind of target, right? I'm like, sure mm, not. Mm, mm, you know, mm. I mean, you're bringing it down from, from like 9% all-time high back to 2%, you know? I just don't think that is possible without them actually kind of like, you know, pivoting and then doing an about face and then like, you know, kind of like reintroducing a new target sometime down the road, in my opinion, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, right, that is yeah. a different topic in itself, right? Yeah. For I think the, the discussion here today is like, is this change in stance, okay? Which means they are slowly tapering their interest rate hike. How is it affecting the crypto market, right? And you're seeing money come back into these spaces, right? And it's not just the crypto space, you see entering back into tech space also, right? So a lot of your quote-unquote speculative tech stock or your fast growth stocks, they have also risen, you know, uh, over these past few months, I mean, this is a phenomenon. I don't really have a great explanation for this phenomenon because, I, you know, for me, right, I'm very hard on like, okay, something can be correlated. Doesn't mean it's a it's a causality involved, right? So I don't want to go too far to say that, oh, you know, if interest rates slow down. That means uh, these kind of things come back up. But you observe this, right? You see a little bit of that and uh, more money is coming in. I think the real question is, is it going to continue to stay that way? You know, or is, is Bitcoin prices going to hold? Is crypt are crypto prices going to hold? Or, you know, it's just, one of that narrative i think since um you know the fed's announcement like bitcoin hit like over twenty four thousand, so it's like over like five percent up and, you know understandably there's been a lot of interest in you know bitcoin related um analysis uh, on blockhead those articles have been getting the, the most traction uh you know in the past week or two but i think we also published a piece this week about how how bitcoin looks to be headed down actually just based on, oh. on, on technical analysis tell us tell us why mm. does bitcoin look like it's heading down I mean, okay, well, the... Our, our, Editor-in-Chief our, speaks, uh, yes. No, no, no. It, 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 it wasn't written by me, but our resident blocksmith, as we called him, uh, he's our technical analyst and, you know, he looks at cycles and, and charts. Uh, but basically, Bitcoin has peaked in its 80-day cycle. So the trough is due this week um, and the price will have to fall hard to meet it on time. Uh, okay, so so it's a TA kind of thing, yep. yeah? We're not talking about fundamentals, yep. okay. But you need a better name, uh, Blocksmith. I'm going to meet the Blocksmith <laughs> when I when I come into the studio. But yes, <laughs> I will ask the person to request for a better name. But yes, please continue. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I think his target is 21,800. So there's uh, quite a big sell-off. That is what is his credibility, his yeah, actually? Has he hit his predictions all the time? So this guy, he sells plugins for the Bloomberg terminal, if I'm not mistaken. Well, okay, look, I, I think the easy way to say this is that like, okay, so he has a quantitative background, right? But uh, he's developed a proprietary uh, software that is currently being, that is one of like, I would say like, you know, like the subscription services on offer at Bloomberg. That is the easy way to say this. He has kindly, you know, agreed to help us with some technical analysis. And, you know, as we all know, there's a lot of that around, right? So like, what we try to do at Blockhead really is to pair that with commentary as well so that it is not taken in isolation 
Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But but do you know the success rate? Can I press you a little bit on the success rate? Okay, so so I, I, I think that in if you ask me whether we've actually, I mean, personally, whether I have traded on his charts, the answer is no. And that's, that's not because like it's not accurate. It's just that the way that we produce technical analysis on Blockit, it usually is a bit more forward-looking and we don't do it like, you know, day by day. You know, so it's not it's not really meant for like, kind of like, you know, swing trading. Like it's really like, you know, like to pair up with our, I would say, macro commentary mm-hmm. and analysis. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, so okay. that, that, that's, that's as much as I, was, as I would say, like, you know, like, or rather like what the utility of these things are for content that we produce on Blockit. Yeah. Okay. And also a lot of his so-called mistakes have been because of yeah market events and not which will be on the realm of uh, predictability that you can get on, on a technical chart. Lah. You know, all these crashes that were related to, to exchange collapses and things like that, you know, they, they, they came out of the blue. But I would say that in, yeah, in totality, like most of the commentaries that we put out under like, you know, like his, his column um, have been fairly accurate. Whether people are trading on them or like making investments based on, on what we produce there, I mean, like, I think that's something that we, I mean, we, we have to do some research. Lah. Because that, that is also not really the, I guess, the intent of that particular column. It is not a swing trading or, you know, a day trading product. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, okay, cool, interesting. So the house view is prices will come down. I think this is the last run of greed in this market before we see a bottom. Really? Okay, okay. If you're the Fed, there is nothing... If things are looking good, you know, like uh, labor market's still strong for now, then there's no need to take any drastic action while you can slow down, you know? But I mean, like, if you look at the broader... Uh, you see what all these tech companies are doing, right? Like Disney just acts like, I thought, like, yeah, I think 10,000 jobs or something like that. There will come a point in time, in my opinion, where they would actually have to kind of like, you know, like be more aggressive to kind of bring down inflation levels. I, I think that there is just, that's unavoidable, right? Whether whether they want to really bring it down to 2% or, you know, or reach some sort of like medium. I mean, I think that that, that really is like, you know, like the question here. Lah. You know, so I, I think that there is still going to be a bottom and it's not here yet. Okay, okay. I, I actually have a different view of that. Okay, but it's a different show. It's a different okay. show. In a sense that I, I believe that uh, deflationary cycles are the ones causing a lot of these kind of job losses. But that's a different discussion altogether. Lah. Nice. Okay, so check out Blockhead. I think they have a house view. Very interesting. Uh, and it's it's going to come down. So prediction, uh, prediction. Okay, don't don't mark us on our prediction. But, you know. I mean, uh, but the, the, the look, column uh, itself is, in, is an interesting read lah, because he also looks yeah, at... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dollar index, uh, gold, and 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 euro dollar on a weekly nice, basis. Nice. Oh my god! I so long never hear euro dollar already. But good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, nice. I mean, like, I guess one 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 caveat I have to make here when when looking at these you know technical indicators, right? I mean, I, and, and I'm sure the, the audience also. I mean, like you know, like they would know this, but it's worth repeating, right? It, it is one aspect of like a multivariate way you should kind of like analyze the market or stocks or or Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, it should it shouldn't be seen in isolation. Yes, in yes. I yeah. get it, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's much more complicated depending on your investment style, what factors you take, right? But on this story itself, I think my base case is don't blindly follow the Fed and the, the media narrative that's being paddled, right? Know, know what's your investment strategy, know what you're trying to do and then you can ride along. And if this so happens to be part of your investment strategy, okay, go for it. As long as you have hit rate, I think that's the idea, okay? So that is story number one. Yeah, and then story number two, very related to this, right? As you can see, you know, Fed being less aggressive with their interest rate announcements and we see the stocks pumping as well yes. stock in question right now is coinbase and it has rallied okay 179 percent since touching a low of 31 dollars on january 6th wow right so the pump happened for two reasons right the fed dovish fed speak and positive legal news on the coinbase front so i guess for 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 the benefit of listeners it had to do with dismissal of a class action lawsuit brought against you know the exchange and uh, brian armstrong ceo 
The lawsuit alleged that Coinbase offered unregistered securities without registration as a securities exchange, you know, or broker dealer. Basically, you know, the plaintiffs argued that uh, tokens listed by Coinbase are securities and the trade occurred between a consumer and the exchange as, a co as opposed to, you know, peer-to-peer -peer decentralized uh, exchange. But the court decision upheld the Coinbase user agreement. I think, I think very importantly, like, you know, like when they dismissed the lawsuit, right, they didn't address the question of whether the issues of tokens was securities or not. Uh, and, and frankly, I don't think it is within the purview of the court to do that. You know, like that, that is a matter of policy, uh, something that Congress, Senate needs to kind of like sort out. Interesting. Okay. So I, I think I come from a view that, okay, this rarely, right? I mean, like what Tim said, you know, he his view is that two reasons, right? Fed said something and positive news right, from the legal front. And and I do agree that the legal front side of things is very common in a sense of every time a certain company, they have been abdicated from whatever legal or major legal pursuits on them, you know, things do come back, right? Because it's expensive, right? And to be clear, even a lot of big companies, when once they are done with the lawsuit, right? even if they get fined, uh, there's somehow still a rally, right? Because there is a definitive kind of end to it already, right? Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's no longer something like an overhang on, on them, right? So this is quite well kind of like a, a pattern over time that, that people see, you know? But yeah, I think at the core, what are you trying to play, right? If, if you're looking at Coinbase as a kind of like longer term strategy, like you want to buy Coinbase as a company to hold, then is a centralized exchange strategy going to stay? Or, not? or if everybody, all the users in the market is going to move to some sort of a decentralized exchange then Coinbase essentially fade out of existence right and uh, most exchanges margin will shrink over time la. usually that is a that's a baseline for exchange yeah it's a given it's a given and yeah. you see consolidation and the margin shrink as more and more other reliable providers come in it's a very exchange kind of game right so so, so that's that it's the fundamental of the business is it that strong uh, I don't know, right? But I do know that a lot of people, they do buy Coinbase as a quote-unquote safer bet lah, as compared to straight into to crypto. So how, Reggie? Buy or not? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> uh, well, thanks, uh, thanks. Uh, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't like exchanges as a business model, uh, mm. you know? And like, I mean, I guess my the thesis here is that if you're looking to get the upside from investing in something like Bitcoin, just buy Bitcoin lah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like you would do that because you know like you're, you're looking at the growth right and then but if you invest in an exchange then you know it just doesn't make sense from the thesis then becomes very inconsistent like. yeah i mean it goes without saying that a crypto bull market will do favors for for coinbase and it, it, it just seems like you know the exchange's stock price largely moves in tandem with the price of bitcoin that means the fundamentals of the business don't matter, right? In the, in that sense. I mean, that, that, that's, in, what, in that's what in it recent seems times. Like, uh. okay, okay, I would okay. say that there was one thing that would impact my my view on centralized exchanges, you know, um, from an investment point of view, right? And I think that that comes with some finality over whether tokens are a security or not. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that, that once we have some clarity on that, right, it paves the way for more like, I would say, institutional money to kind of flow into this space. In my opinion. So wait, so so how does it how does it then differ in that sense that it is uh defined as a security versus if it's defined as a token, how is it gonna affect institutions? Because you see, if you issue in? a token, it's supposed to be a utility token, right? You don't need in terms of regulations, I'm just gonna give a very basic explanation of this. You don't you don't really need to kind of separate the funds injected for the tokens versus you know like the general balance sheet, you don't have to do that. But with like you know securities, um it's a different matter altogether. So if you buy a security that needs to be kept in a separate bank account. Just more more consumer protection. No, but your 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 narrative is that you think 
if if there's clarity on this, then institutional funds will come in. But I don't know why is that the case. Well, I think that, you know, like at the end of the day, right, it's just a more conservative look. Like you, if you have more protection on that front, then your your more traditional financial institutions would, I guess, have a clearer mandate to kind of be investing in these alternative assets. Mm-hmm. Let me provide you a different viewpoint on this. Okay, I provide all you listeners a different viewpoint, right? I think I sat on this idea for a while. It's like, okay, institutional investors come in, then this thing is going to grow, blah, 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 right? I sat on this idea for a while. And I thought about it, right? As more and more structures are at play and more and more of these kind of systems are at play. In other words, tax structures also come in, you know, um, legality, you know, uh, it, it, it all dampens margin or a dampens profitability in terms of how much returns you can get, how much ROI you can get from, from this space as it becomes increasingly stable, right? And uh, if it, it becomes increasingly stable, then my question to all the people that are thinking of crypto is that why do I need to invest in crypto for 15%? You know? Because the risk, the risk reward profile no longer becomes exciting. I could already do that in a much more established space, you know, in 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 the stock exchange. Oh, uh, that, that that's a fair point, Reggie. Yeah. So at some point, the institutional investors th- went. Okay, we must think of how insti think of things. Okay. When institutional think of things, they always go for things that have consistent track record and uh, high liquidity is the best. Right, which is why a lot of them end up in the stock market in the bond market. I think a lot of people didn't know that properties actually in the credit rating structure are credit as like C or something. Right. In, in other words, right, they are not liquid. Property is not liquid. So you actually, you know, if you take a pool of stocks, okay, a million dollar worth of stocks and a million dollar property, you go to the bank, right? Depending on who you talk to, uh, you may actually get better interest rates on the stocks because they are liquid as compared to you put the property that's illiquid. You know, so property actually is an inferior product, you know, uh, relative to the stocks from an institutional investor point of view, right? And when they dabble in alternative investments like wine, la, watches, la, NFTs, you know, crypto, they are all aiming for that 20, 30%, you know, that, that upside that is like going to be a big swing, like the cherry on the cake kind of thing, you know? And when, when crypto eventually from this narrative eventually get to a position where it's more stable more regulated give you 15% then why am I here why should institutional investors be here right so so that is something that I, I think people need to think a little bit about just throwing a different narrative out there for all you for all us th- so, so is coming it, is in it, to think is a it akin to um, like central banks buying gold then yeah, I mean, okay, we, we must be clear that central banks, when they buy gold, their goal is their, their goal is a different goal, right? So well, yeah. one thing go I ahead, should um, that, that definitely have to add to this year, right, is that like we are talking about the regulatory classification of tokens that the court didn't, didn't make a decision on, right? Um, this is a different conversation when we're talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not token, okay? So like, like that, that is one caveat here. What, what, wait, can you give me some color? Why is Bitcoin not a token in the eyes of the courts? Okay, so uh, let, let, let me, let me kind of, I guess uh, the easy way to kind of uh, explain this, right, is that Bitcoin is a coin that has its own blockchain, right? So the transaction fees in the network are paid in Bitcoins. And then, you know, like, you know, they're essentially used to incentivize, you know, validators of the network. When an exchange, let's just say, you know, like issues a token, Right. I mean, that's always kind of like built, uh, issued on a, you know, on a specific chain. Right. And that often has a specific utility tied to it as well. So like, you know, like this particular token, you know, like it offers token holders certain rights in the ecosystem, blah, 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 blah. So like it's two different categories of, I would say, digital assets in this sense. I don't know whether that makes it clear enough. Right. So, so generally speaking, 
when 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 people talk about tokens right they're referring to any cryptocurrency besides bitcoin and ethereum even though i mean you can technically say that these things are tokens as well but when we talk about cryptocurrencies as a class right uh that that usually kind of like refers to bitcoin and ethereum yeah Okay, okay. I mean, interesting to know. I mean, I, 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 I'm also very new to this thing. Right? So sometimes, you know, I get there. Everybody's trying to draw the circle, define things, you know, as, as, things, as things develop. So, okay, interesting. Interesting thing to note. Uh, but yeah, I think all, all that being said, uh, all that being said. I, I think, uh, I think just to, 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 to just keep it very simple, right? And I think it's more culture and like, you know, like the way um, things are being mentioned in the media. When, when, when we talk about tokens, right? People are not usually referring to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay, so like okay, when, okay. when when that is mentioned, so like when that is mentioned, it usually refers to a specific uh, token that is built that is layered on top of another blockchain. Okay, okay, okay. okay that, fair, that, that is fair. the so easiest way to count. Crypto culture, yo, yeah. crypto culture. Yeah. Right, but but hey, but uh, for clarity's sake, <laughs> team don't laugh because <laughs> I shitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but, for, but for, te- te- uh, yes. technically, and I don't want to, again, it's very confusing, but technically, very you can say yes. that Bitcoin and Ethereum are tokens, just that yes. no one describes them as tokens. Me is confused. Yeah, no one describes them as tokens. Okay, so, so, okay, so but then that, are, they, that, are they securities? Are they securities? Is they're Bitcoin, not securities. They're, they're not, not securities either. So they, yeah. they are sacred. Yeah. They are sacred. Yeah. Okay. So, like, <laughs> I know, like, maybe a closer <laughs> reference here is like for Bitcoin, at least, like, commodity. You know, uh, uh, I think that that, that 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 could be a way to, do, to look at it. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Fair, so fair, the, the, fair. 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 Getting regula- regulatory clarity amongst all of these things, I think, is going to be you know the next step. Like, like hopefully, we have some clarity mm. on it in, in in the coming months or years. Yeah, yeah. 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 But back back on back on Coinbase as the as the story, right? I think the idea here is if you are investing in Coinbase as a company, you do have to look at the fundamentals of the company, right? As much as there's more money slushing around in the crypto space, uh, it benefits everyone in the space. I mean, when there's more money slushing around, it tends to benefit more people in the space. Uh, but is this company able to grab that slush, right? And and I think that's yeah, the I mean, real there, discussion. There, we, we, we still didn't talk about like, you know, the troubles that, that Coinbase uh, are facing exactly, right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 they closed in Japan, you know, in January. They cut 20% of employees in the same month, which is like almost a thousand. Uh, they had to pay a hundred million dollar settlement with the New York's Department of Financial Services uh, over like um, some, some over, over their failure to maintain a com- compliance program. And the Q3 revenue also uh, came in below analyst estimates by, yeah, I think close to 100 million. So yeah, it, it, you know, Bitcoin's price, you know, is rallying, but, um, and, and, and the Coinbase stock price as well. But, you know, look, looking at the company itself, um, you know, you might see a different picture. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And, for and sure. there's also other, uh, you know, multiple class action lawsuits that it's facing in, in various jurisdictions. Okay, my verdict, uh, don't, uh, just don't. Uh. There are other things. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this market today, there are many other things that you will love yourself for buying. Not this thing, okay? <laughs> but but it's up to you. Please tell us if you really think, you know, Coinbase the thing. I think we've said it already, already, right? One of my my, my guys are, I, are on it, right? So hopefully this nice. episode goes on, go, goes on Reddit and then you can come to our Reddit and then tell us why Coinbase is the thing, right? But... You know, <laughs> you, you hear it here, Reggie say, no need Coinbase. There are many other things to buy at this point in time that can probably give you a very good or decent returns in the stock market. Lah, huh? And if you want to do the crypto thing, like what Mark say, just do crypto. Lah. Don't buy this like pseudo weird thing, you know, called Coinbase. Eh, eh what, if, like, what if we say all this, then they don't want to sponsor us anymore? Okay, but anyway. 
Anyway, we, we, we officially lost a potential sponsor called Coinbase. Last night, you know, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, he tweeted a rumor that has been, you know, uh, picking up a lot of uh, discussion online that, you know, uh, the US SEC uh, is going to ban retail investors from engaging in crypto staking. You know, this is one of the main income generating, you know, methods, uh, you know, for, for, for people with exposure in the crypto space. According to him, he says that it would be a terrible path for the U.S. if that were to happen. You know, what, what, what do you think? It's a great path for the U.S. It's just not a great path for the crypto space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear, yeah. The, the U.S. system is fundamentally running counter incentives to the crypto system. Okay, they, they, they have very different incentive structures and the U.S. dollar system will not want to see the crypto system rise way beyond where it is today. I mean, that's my worldview. Okay, so so yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's a great news for the, the USD space. You know, everybody, the euro dollar system, you know, it's great for them. But like you said, la, it will affect the crypto space. La. But I don't know, you know, I try not to follow rumors too much. La, but I understand. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's, it's still a rumor, but yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I, like, s- someone of his stature, like tweeting out rumors is also a bit uh, odd. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but sometimes, sometimes people of that stature, they tweet out rumor. It's not, it's not a rumor. They just yeah, yeah, mask yeah, yeah. it exactly. as a rumor, yeah. right? So that they, yeah. they don't need to like bear any responsibility if something happens. Hey, I heard, uh, I heard actually they really hurt you know yeah. <laughs> and they, they know it's coming you know, but but they cannot openly say oh someone told me or yeah, yeah. You know, blah 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 so, hey, rumor has it you know Ooh, you know like like whatever <laughs> so, I, I get there I get there yeah yeah but I mean yeah. I guess it's, it's just a, an, an early warning I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know, according to a Coinbase report in the fourth quarter of 2022 there were 42 billion dollars of assets that are being staked right now with, with annualized staking rewards of about 3 billion dollars so, you know, wow. it, it is a big uh, uh, chunk and, and a, a big reason why many people hold, you know, large amounts of crypto as well. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So I think I think that's the, that one is a great stitch. Lah. We can stitch it in already. Okay, um, shall we continue? Uh, story three? Okay, sorry. Right. So for the third story this week, I, I thought we could discuss uh, luxury brand involvement uh, in NFTs, you know, why do luxury brands want to be associated with this space? So uh, I bring up this story, because, I mean, this topic, because uh, in the past week, uh, we have seen, you know, luxury brands battling with the NFT world. First was Porsche. You know, they, they were forced to release a statement to clarify that their NFT project was halted because of uh, yeah, a lot of phishing sites that, you know, emu- trying to emulate the, the, the Porsche NFT drop. LV, Louis Vuitton, also had to deny its NFT plans after, you know, it was published by, you know, a bunch of leading crypto news outlets. So the LV thing was, you know, uh, news of a partnership with, uh, with, the, with Japanese artist Yair Kusama to launch a series of NFTs in commemoration of its 200th anniversary. By the way, these NFTs, according to those reports, which have since been denied, uh, would cost about four ETH each year. And there were going to be 10,000 NFTs. Okay, so... You know, do the, the calculations hell? yourself on how much uh, it would potentially bring the you know the the brand. But you know, okay, you know, LV has since come out to deny that it, they were not going to be launching any NFT collection uh, within the context of its collaboration with uh, with with Yaya Kusama. But yeah, you know, why do luxury brands want to be associated with NFTs? I mean, Big do you think yeah. it dilutes their 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 brand equity or? Yeah, I mean, you really pointed it out, right? Like ten thousand. You know, NFTs, four ETH each. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, what, 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 
what what else make money i mean just buy the handbag right at that price i mean i, I no, don't bro, know bro I, bro I, no you, bro bro let me <laughs> let me put it to you okay handbag uh handbag they cannot anyhow sell right because handbag right if they flood the market with a lot of it right uh, is it dilutes the original thing you know actually they got a lot in the store lah but they always say yeah. like oh you need to wait and reserve actually in the fucking back room right they got a lot there i'm i'm dead sure right so handbag or that is like it's like their core product right and they cannot really just increase supply you know or they you know they they they, they want to remain this whole exclusive thing you you see this whole lvmh guys they are not idiots right so they have moved into like creating experiences with the museum you know with this with that trying to sell the brand in like lighter area fashion that yeah it's just it, you buy it then it disappears you know like you, when, when you sell an experience it's an unlimited kind of pursuit right whereas compared to when mm. you sell a, a physical product right so so I, I would not put it beyond them to say that they really make so much money ma, why do they want to make more hey, they are a capitalist organization right they just want to make more money right and the people that are hired there are there to make more money you know there, there, there's so many use cases for, for luxury goods with, with in relation to NFTs right you know like how how they can change the way they are like bought sold authenticated verifying ownership and authenticity as well but um, but they're not know, doing it yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing it it's not like there's, they don't they don't like yeah exactly what you say I think that is the best way right where you have an NFT of a, of your bag so that there's authentication you can embed some sort of stuff inside maybe you can scan blah 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 to verify the physical thing you know, but they're not they just want to sell cartoons to make more money I think that hopefully will change after, I mean like you know in the coming kind of like you know months or years uh, because I, I think this part about this is a very lazy way to kind of like launch an NFT project and I think that that's just going to get a more thoughtful after some of the mistakes that you know have happened over the past kind of one few years. I mean, because I, I find that the when you look at illiquid markets such as like you know I mean I would call like luxury goods generally illiquid lah. You know there, there are a lot of applications here. I would call NFT more illiquid no? at this point <laughs> in time. <laughs> well, yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Yeah. More more illiquid. You buy it, oh chala, how to sell now? Very chala, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, but please, I just disturbing you. Go I, for I, it. I go mean, for frank, it. <laughs> frankly, I don't, I don't, I don't have an opinion on this one, lah. You know, I mean, uh, um, definitely not the target audience. You know, I don't give a shit about LV or Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the the, the, the the Porsche NFT was a digital replica of the nine one one model being sold at zero point nine one one ETH. So that's about like you know thousand five US. There were to be about seven thousand five hundred NFTs of that. You know, so you can be trading why? Uh, expensive uh, images of the Porsche. Yeah, um, why? I tell you, I tell you, yeah. Muji, Muji, you release NFT on your like plain t-shirt, I'll buy, I support you. Okay, it's like, <laughs> it's like just, just, like, it's, it's so dumb. I, I, I cannot, I'm sorry. I mean, this whole NFT, this thing, right? I mean, previously I heard someone also talking about like buying digital homes, right? Like the whole thing is set up and then you get, you 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 buy like a developer, they sell you the home, you get a physical one, yes, but you can like pay additional for the digital one. I'm like, uh, I really got a physical one, eh? Why do I need to pay more <laughs> for the digital <laughs> one? I don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm weird, la, but, but I, I, I don't understand. It's just so weird. And then Tim, I agree with you. Like there's so many better use cases. I don't know why these big boys are not using it in with, with utility in mind, with, with improving the customer experience in mind and solely just going on pursuit to try to like get random artists. Okay, not say random lah, you know, but like, you know, get an artist to, to draw something and then sell for a premium to do what? Make money from their fans again? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be a lighthearted <laughs> third story, right? Sorry, yeah, sorry. 
No, but I, I guess, yeah, overall, you know, the, the, the luxury world's involvement of NFTs is still in its early stages. Uh, I mean, there, there is potential for, for them to disrupt the way they are bought, sold or valued, but uh, we're just not there yet. Currently still just wearing virtual fashion items in the metaverse. Uh. Bro, even you, you don't sound convinced at all. It's like, it's like, guys, let me put it to you this way. Okay. If you see me in that metaverse, right, I'll probably be like, you know, wearing like peacock feather with like bikini or something, right? I, I want to like kind of live a different life in the virtual world, right? Why, why I want to hey, like dude, re- you can do that for our show that. next week. You don't need to wait say, for no, metaverse. It's fine. It's fine. Don't need, we don't need that. Don't need the real world is different. Okay. But we don't need to. Why, 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 why what's so fun about creating a you that wears a suit that go to work in 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 a metaverse <laughs> no okay I look I, I mean I, I can I think that one that, that aspect is that I can I can understand why that would turn some people on like maybe just being open minded like you know it, 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 it could be fun for some people right but what, what I don't understand right like if I was you know say the if I was running like a very highly exclusive luxury brand right you know my, my brand is usually it's really built on the fact that not everybody gets kind of like you know, be a part of my community and gets to own something like this, right? Launching an NFT project, you know, makes it lose that, exclus- that, that, that shine, you know, like that, that exclusivity, in my opinion. I mean, like, yes, it is true that, you know, like when you launch an NFT project, there are only like, you know, a certain number of NFTs that are, you know, in circulation, they're minted fine, right? But at the same time, like for me, it just kind of cheapens the branding a little bit. So from a corporate, I guess a, a, from a branding point of view, like, I, I, I think it's suitable for some brands, you know, that do actually have a stake in that culture, right? But I, I don't see... Yeah, like you know, it's it's not applicable to every kind of like you know like luxury brand out there. Yeah, yeah. So so that that, that that's my view, lah. You know. No, I I agree that you know the, the all, you know this this world seems better suited to like Nike, for example. Yeah, exactly. Where you know? where where you, you yeah. Know. I guess the, the other the other the other interesting um, story in the NFT space is the big the Bitcoin NFTs. Uh, I mean, like it's recently been you know the, the Bitcoin community has been really split into two because of the Bitcoin Ordinals project. Right? So like Bitcoin Ordinals for for the, the benefit of the audience is uh, it's essentially an NFT project where like the the NFTs are being minted on on Bitcoin. It's a yeah. protocol, not a project. It's a protocol. protocol. Sorry, yeah, yeah protocol. It's yeah, a protocol yeah. that allows you know basically uh, NFTs to be minted on Bitcoin. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, the, the split is very easy to explain. So like, you know, the idea behind Bitcoin, if you speak to someone who is a Bitcoin maxi, right, they're very, very purist. Okay, so it is about buying, owning Bitcoin is essentially a middle finger, showing the middle finger to the Fed and to the central banks and to like, you know, thread I've met those people. You know, and like, I've met those people. <laughs> yeah, and so it's kind of like Bitcoin or bus, they don't, they don't need any other use case aside from the fact that like, you know, it is supposed to kind of like disrupt centralized finance. Right. So the community really, you know, dislikes even the suggestion of use cases beyond this, such as the NFT protocol, like the Ordinals. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, lah, but I mean, like, you know, I, I think that, like, you know, it's actually quite ironic, right? Because if the community, you know, starts kind of like having really strong views on what can or can't be built on that chain, then who gets to decide that, number one? And number two, aren't we just kind of like, you know, like reverting to a centralized form of governance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Isn't finally. that kind of like, you know, like... Finally. Right, sorry? Yes. Finally, more right. and more people and are then, awakening to And that. then, okay, I, and I'm going to get a bit ideological here, la. okay? Mm. As right. you always do, la, it's okay, uh, proof. No, then, it, it, is, <laughs> it is a situation where, you know, you have these crazy uh, uh, maxis, right? Where like, you know, like the idea here is that collective identity is more important than your individual right to do whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, so this this is the kind of essentially almost a left versus right thing, kind of like playing out on like the Bitcoin thing, in my opinion, lah. And you know, you know, you know what happens when it goes to the either either end of extremes, like, You know, on one end there's freaking like you no know, like 
Nazi Germany on the other end you have freaking like Mao China like, where people a lot of people fucking died. Like. You know, so like 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 that that that, that is the, the 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 ideological perspective here. Like. So like I just don't think that like you know you 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 should actually dictate, right? Like like what can or can't be built on the chain. And I think that you have to kind of like allow that experimentation to eventually find some sort of middle ground. Yeah. No, no, but uh, that, that, that's sh- my view. You shouldn't have thrown Nazi Germany or Mao into the into the story because I'm I'm just gonna throw like the mystery of Aztecs, right? The the, the Aztecs didn't die. <laughs> or the Mayans didn't die. It's not a mystery. Uh, they didn't suddenly disappear, right? The colonial powers went in to wipe them all out, you know. So so we don't go there, huh? You, once you yeah, touch but, that but, ground, I tell you it's an endless debate. I will not let you lose. Okay, yeah, but, but, you but know, I get an idea, see, but you I can get see it, it's idea. not that crazy, you know. Like you think mm-hmm. yeah. But it starts off that, from like, you know, know what's essentially like, you know, like with great intentions, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. But then at the same time, if, if you're being so militant about it, right, then you are essentially becoming the monster already. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, fair. Rounding off, it's supposed to be a fun third story, guys. Yeah, sorry, it's supposed guys. to be a fun... <laughs> Apologies, apologies. It's supposed to be a fun story. Yes, so like for regular NFTs, right? No, no, no. For regular NFTs, you know, uh, you can you, what what it is, it, it stores a link that then points to a web page where the image or whatever digital media is being hosted, right? So that that is the proof. If the site is pulled down, the asset is gone, by the way. For Bitcoin ordinal NFTs, you know, the asset is stored directly on the Bitcoin blockchain. You know, be it uh, an MP3 file, an image, or whatever. So you know, all these things are on the blockchain. Not it's not just a link that points you somewhere anymore. I mean, pe- people are experimenting. You know, for 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 more use cases, I think that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, apparently Maxis think that Bitcoin doesn't actually need a use case. The the fact that is uh, as Mark said, you know, uh, an, an alternative uh, medium of uh, store of wealth or whatever, something an alternative to fiat is enough already. Um, but you know, some some people still think that there needs to be more use cases to 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 spur adoption and for it to 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 grow in value. Yeah, I mean, being digital gold is not enough. Yeah, fair, fair, interesting. Oh, I I I didn't know that. I, I thought that was I thought that was quite interesting to know that the thing is stored on the chain itself. And just for clarity, so if more and more things are stored on the chain, does it mean that it will be more and more expensive and more energy consuming to yes. manage that chain? Okay, okay, fair. Of course, we of don't course. go there. Huh? We don't yeah, go there. But I, 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 it's, just, yeah. it's just a question, yeah, because more data is being stored, right? So more data is being processed at one time. Okay, very cool. Yeah, very you know, Bitcoin isn't the most efficient uh, thing, lah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean as yeah. of this week, the average Bitcoin transaction fee has been the highest since uh, in the past three months, lah. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Interesting. Cool, cool. Okay, we that story is supposed to be a fun one. Okay? It's quite fun, uh. I think I think we we try to we try to make it fun. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. But next week, next week is gonna be the interesting yeah. one though. Shall we let the cat out of the bag? What's gonna happen next week? Okay, so uh next week we have our first guest on the show and it's a pretty big name. We're gonna have Annabelle Huang, who's partner at uh, Amber Group. Yep, and um, Emma Group is you know essentially a digital asset provider. So they do you know like they provide trading products, infrastructure. The most important thing, I guess, or, or rather the most relevant thing, I think that for the audience to know is that they are Tamasic back. <laughs> 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 why? Why, uh, why is it the most relevant thing? Why? Why well, is no, it the I mean, most relevant? I, I think that, that that is actually like a a conversation for another time. Next time, next week, next week. That's the that's the real conversation next week. Yeah. Uh, so so the, so yeah. it, it, the Tamasic is an investor. Yeah, so you know, they basically they they work with companies ranging from token issuers, banks, you know, fintech firms, etc. Right. So generally, like you know, like a would you call them a service provider? Service provider in the sense they completed their uh, Series C fundraising round about a month ago, and that brought in about three hundred million. Nice. And was the Masik on on the table? Probably right. 
I haven't. I, I didn't actually read the <laughs> the okay, release. We can find out. We can find out next week. Next week. So stay tuned next week as we double down on some of these uh, interesting juices uh, along the lines of uh, budget, right? So budget twenty twenty three is coming out next week. So, uh, getting a very big company that is back by the market. I think we have a lot of questions to ask. You know uh, about how state fund is managed. You know, but also you know what what is what is their optics of the future? Okay. So yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. We'll see yeah. all of you next week. Take care. Ciao. All bye. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Hey, coconuts. So, yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead. And uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project. But we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually, you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments. And if it so happen, this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff, then that is where we're trying to cover, but not from the angle of like, this is good, that is bad, but really trying to see it from like, what is happening? How is it developing? And I hope you find this useful and interesting, right? So if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space, check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week.